The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Top of the Stretch is presented by Tizwiz. Be the best, outperform the rest. When only the best is good enough, horse owners look to Tizwiz Nutrition. Your horse is an individual with its own needs suitable for its lifestyle, whether it's racing or relaxing. For over 60 years, Tizwiz has strived for nutritional excellence, delivering products that make a difference. There is a nutritional reason for everything that is put into Tizwiz feed. Take your racing stable to another level with Tizwiz. See the complete line of Tizwiz feeds at tizwizfeeds.com. Tizwiz, feed the best, outperform the rest. Today on Top of the Stretch, brought to you by Tizwiz, our guest is a young man just getting started in harness racing. Been driving for just about six years. Chris Presley, in that six-year period, 48 wins out of 636 drives. Horses that he's driven have won $345,070. Born and raised in Jackson, Michigan, and now a resident of Heath, Ohio. Chris, welcome to the Top of the Stretch. Hey, Roger. Nice to be here. Appreciate you giving me a chance to be on air. Hey, listen. Born and raised in Michigan, now living in Ohio. Have you turned to being an Ohio State Buckeye fan yet? <laughs> uh, unfortunately for all my peers, I have not switched over to the Buckeye Nation, uh, especially for my good friends and owners, uh, Tammy and uh, Skip Hubler. I just want to tell them, go blue, because I know they'll be listening to this podcast. I understand the, the – uh, make available quite a bit of Ohio State Buckeye uh, memorabilia and things like that for you. Oh, they, they love to uh, give me some uh, some gag gifts is what I call them because they know that I can't stand Ohio State. And anytime they can give me something that's uh, scarlet and gray, oh, they're, they're right on it. Okay. Chris, were you born into a harness racing family? Well, Kind of a, a trick question-ish because my grandma, when I was growing up, was involved in harness racing, you know, when I was real young. Uh, she's still involved in it. She's, she's been groom, grooming for many people. Uh, she worked for Jamie McCumber and Ron Burke for many years, took care of Hanlon Hanover and many other good horses. Uh, but other than that, you know, I didn't, I didn't like, get into it. Like, I was just around it, uh, per se. I, I jumped into it uh, when I was about... 18, 19 years old, uh, I seen a farm on the side of the highway up in Michigan on my way to school, uh, Michigan State. Uh, it was Al Tomlinson's farm, a good trainer, a uh, heck of a horseman. Uh, I stopped in there one day. I actually kind of maybe did a little fib to him. You know, he, he asked me, uh, oh, you ever jog horses and stuff like that? I said, oh, yeah, sure. So... I kind of just started jogging horses and training horses. I had no clue what I was doing, and I still haven't told him that, but he kind of figured it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you went to Michigan State, what were your plans for your life? Uh, I actually went up there to study equine science, uh, and then I wanted to do a little beef cattle management and, and swine management. I, went, I took a lot of different classes with, for, for livestock. Uh, when I was growing up, I I didn't get raised on a farm, but I was heavily involved in agriculture. 
with the FFA. I was actually a state officer uh, when I came out of high school, which was a pretty big deal, I guess. Now, you started driving horses just six years ago, and I believe your first drive, what, was it at Circleville on June the 19th with a mare by the name of Angela Nicole, if I believe correctly, uh, and I think you finished second, didn't you? That is absolutely correct, and I think that was Father's Day weekend. Uh, my parents were able to come down to see my very first drive, and I almost won that race, and I was the most exciting thing ever at, up to that point. Uh, it was pretty awesome. That, when, how long did it take you to get that first win, however? Oh, I'm going to have to say half to, at least halfway to the summer. I, I got my first win at Croton that same summer with the same horse uh, for Daryl Hoosier. He dropped her in a, in a little cheap maiden, and uh, I got in there at Croton. It was a four-horse or five-horse race, as far as I remember. And um, I was the favorite because she'd been racing decent, you know, in the stakes races and stuff. But uh, Paige went to the front. I'm sitting like third, and all I see is Paige keep looking over his shoulder, looking over his shoulder. I said, I think he's waiting on me. And I just kept waiting there and waiting there. And at the three-corner pole, I said, all right, well, I guess he can look back one more time because here I come. And she opened up by about 14. That was that was about the best feeling, I'm telling you. There's nothing like winning a horse race. 159-1, and one. you got a two-minute drive on your very uh, first win. Yep, it, it was pretty. It was pretty exciting to go around the fair track that fast. You know, it, nowadays I, I don't feel like that's fast, but at that time I didn't have very much experience at all in the race bike and you know going behind the gate and stuff. About three weeks later, you got that second win at uh, Van Wert, I believe, with a horse by the name of Ballerina Rosa in two o four and three, and that was a stakes win because it was a two year old. Uh, uh, stake race, wasn't it? Yes, it was uh, for trainer uh, Dan O'Mara. Um, I had driven that filly a couple times. Uh, she had she had a couple seconds, I believe, right before that. And uh, I went out of there and uh, pulled with some cover and went down the stretch and had a, had a very heavy stretch battle with David Lake, who is a fellow Michigander. Who is very hard to outstretch drive? Just let me tell you, that guy can get as much out of a horse as anybody around. That was actually on my birthday too, so that was exciting. September first. September first. Yeah. Um, how did the association with Mike Metters develop? Um, I about uh, I'd say three and a half years ago. Um, I was working from kind of barn to barn, and then I really wanted to pursue the driving and obviously get started in the qualifiers and the fairs. And uh, Mike really needed somebody. He had no idea who I was, and I was just basically just standing there next to him at the fence, and he couldn't find anybody to drive his horse. Well, I drove his horse. I finished third, and he kind of he put me up on a couple horses here and there, even though he, you know nobody really knew who I was at that time. I was just going to these fairs praying that somebody would give me a shot if nobody was there and uh it worked out that way and um something happened to his second trainer um unfortunately and he called me a couple weeks later 
after I started driving for him and asked me if I could uh, come work for him. And he was stabled here at Scioto Downs, so it worked out great because I was living in Grove City at the time. Um, and I started second training for him, and I kind of just started driving the fair horses. And then, like, every and once I got my P license, he would put me up on a couple here and there, you know, if somebody picked off or had the nine hole or something like that. Um, and then the following year, well, last year, I, I, I drove everything except for our, like, our, he was open trotter last year. You know, he's working his way back up there this year, uh, North Metal Mission. Uh, he, he was a good sire steak horse as a three-year-old, you know, he trots in 54. I, this year I win with him in 54 flat. Uh, he's just been getting a little bit of rough trips lately, but I, I drive everything for Mike now, including, uh, my first sire steak drive was, uh, two weekends ago here at Side of Downs, a two-year-old Philly Pace. I finished third, uh, I think it was 40 to one out of the seven hole. I was super proud of the Philly. Uh, I, I win, uh, Buckeye, uh, Dying series with a three-year-old trotter who is an absolute is probably the hardest horse to drive ever i mean i'm sure everybody else has has their own horse that's the hardest to drive ever but this thing pulls like a like a semi truck and he half the time doesn't want to stay flat it's not his fault he just has bad confirmation but it's very very irritating that horse but he's very fast and when he's when he's on his point he is awesome he went in 55 and 4 uh and then I also went two three-year-old pacing uh, Colt Buckeye Stallion Series with Metal Ambosa. As a young man getting started in harness racing, to work with someone of the stature of Mike Metters has to be a major plus for you in your harness racing career, I would think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, without, without somebody like Mike, I mean, you, you, you almost can't make it. I mean, if, if you don't have your own barn or, or a barn like Mike's that you can drive for to get started to where people can notice you, that you're on the track, that you're doing well, uh, or that you're, you know, you're knowledgeable and you're, you're learning uh, and you're getting better all the time, if you don't have that, you, you're never going to, you're almost never going to make it. I mean, somebody has to give you an opportunity, and, and I landed in the right spot, like you said earlier, uh, with getting all these opportunities, and the owners have been great about, you know, they say, you let him drive. You know, I know he's going to make mistakes. He's young. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a lot of experience. And, like, uh, for the first year I did it for them guys, you know, they, they, they knew that their horses weren't, you know, the best horses. And I didn't do all that well. And they didn't give up on me. And we finally got some, like, pretty pretty good stakes horses this year. And, you know, they've, they've given me all the chances in the world. And I'm making the most out of my opportunities. And other people are starting to see that. And I'm actually picking up quite a bit of drives at the Iota. The experience with young horses. For the last couple of years, you've been going down to Pinehurst with the Metters Stable. Uh, do you like working with the, the two-year-olds? Uh, there is nothing more uh, enjoyable than breaking colts and figuring them out and getting them to the races. I I don't know what in the world could be better than winning your first race with a two-year-old that you've done broken train. Uh, it's it's probably the most enjoyable thing about racing. Also, being a young man in harness racing, it's a learning process from day one. 
you're driving against possibly one of the best driving colonies in all of harness racing with all the top drivers we have here in the Buckeye State. Uh, is it a learning process for you, and is, is it continuing with each and every drive that you make? Oh, abs- absolutely. Uh, it's, it's extremely tough, extremely tough. I don't know, I'm sure it's tough everywhere for a young guy to get started, but in this col- like you said, this colony here, I mean, there's, you know, you got guys at, at, my, at Miami Valley, Dayton, and Scioto, and then guys at Northfield that, you know, respectively stay at their tracks most of the time. I mean, you got the Aaron Merrimans and the Ronnie Wrens that, that come from back and forth for stakes races and stuff like that, or Fridays and Saturday nights when the big money's here. Uh, it is extremely hard to to do well against these guys because they, they've had so much experience and, and they drive, you know, power horses. And it's, I watch races every night at home. And all winter, I, I, when I was in Pinehurst, like you said, uh, that I go down there, I, I watch RTN every night. I, I watch every driver, all the horses. I try to learn the horses. I try to learn the drivers, what they're, what they're doing most of the time, uh, what their techniques are to get horses to go forward. I mean, if I hop on a horse, say, that Jeremy Smith drives, you know, I I, uh, I get along with all these guys down here. I, I show them respect, you know, and I've, I've gained their respect by not, uh, you know, uh, I'd say not getting pushed around too much, but not trying to force my, my hand, you know, when I, when I do get an opportunity to drive a nice horse. Uh, if I was to ask one of those guys, you know, hey, you know, what's what's the deal with this horse? You know, how do you get it to go? Uh, what what kind of racing does he like? You know, everybody will give me uh, some good info on horses, and I, I, I greatly appreciate all these guys, Chris Page and Noble and Josh and Jeremy, everybody. They, they've helped me out a lot. Now, this year, I, I mean, I don't get to see all of your drives, know all the horses you do drive, but it has to be a great experience to have the opportunity to sit behind a horse like Meadowland Boza. Track record at Circleville, track record at um, up at Marion. Uh, tell us something about Meadowland Boza. Uh, well, he is a 17-hand-tall pet of mine, basically. Uh, I take care of him, and I've been uh taking care of him since he was a baby just mainly because he was so big nobody could get the bridle on him i'm pretty tall so he can't get away from me uh he's kind of a um i don't really know what to call him that's appropriate so kind of a jerk sometimes uh he's real cocky now that he's won uh four races in a row uh every time he wins he just gets a little a little bit more uh a little bit more cocky i'd have to say he doesn't. He doesn't want to do anything that uh, you want to make him do, you know. But he, he is becoming a racehorse, and I am extremely, extremely proud of this horse because, as a two-year-old, he did not show any ambition. You know, he was always uh, the best two-year-old we had. Uh, so he never got pushed. He never really got made to do anything. And at the start of his career, that hurt him because he knew that he could just go through the motions and beat, win every training mile. You know, he, he, I never had to do anything to him, really. We got to the raceway, and he just was like, eh, I'm just going to go through the motions. But 
everybody else was were wanting to be racehorses. Well, he just wanted to be a training horse that could beat the horses that, you know, didn't make it or weren't very good to where they weren't stakes horses and stuff like that. Uh, this year, trained great down in Pinehurst. He came up here, and he has all almost all the ambition that he could possibly have. Uh, he still doesn't quite know how good he is. Uh, it's like a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, when the switch flips, I, I really think that he'll be a, like a major, major factor. He's the uh, number one in the points for the Buckeye right now. He wins both the first and the second leg, and he's back in Monday for the third leg. Uh, he's in pretty tough. He's win, in with one that win the last leg, and the, but both have the same time, 52 and one. They did it a little bit differently in the mile, but uh, it's it's not going to be easy. We got the six hole. Uh, I'm hoping that I can work out a trip. I'm probably going to have to be a little aggressive, but that's how the horse likes to race. So. Is there much improvement uh, on the horse in his future? Do you think he's going to get better that maybe even before the year is over he might uh, get into actually the sire stakes? Well, uh, we actually planned on putting him in the sire stakes uh, for the third leg, but we just – I, I kind of talked everybody out of it because it doesn't look like there's going to be enough horses for the Sire State Constellation. There's, uh, they're racing uh, tonight. Um, uh, there's seven and seven in each, and there's only two divisions. So I don't, I, I, I don't want to be the 10th best horse in the Sire State that doesn't make the final when we can be the first or second best uh, Buckeye Stallion Series horse and basically have guaranteed money and have horses that I know he could compete against every week. But I do believe that if I got him out of there and he got a trip, I think he would, I, I know he would pace in 51. I, I really do. I think he's actually a very, very nice horse, and I think that he's got a lot of potential for the future. His uh, brother, Metalan Brutus, who Phil Belanger has, they uh, bought him as a two-year-old, and uh, he ended up making like 100000 He has a mark of 52 that he – 52 flat that he took about a month ago uh, over here at Scioto. And this horse is just way more naturally talented than him. And I, I really liked him as well. And I've driven him a few times for Phil. Anybody that has seen you drive at Scioto or at the county fairs has to note that race bike of yours in your colors of orange and green, and even the seat and the, the apron that you got on it. Uh, How did that come about? Well, from a young age, my my dad, he he was always involved with my sports and stuff, and he actually he still plays basketball just about every day. Uh, he always, always, always has a matching outfit on. I mean, never does he ever not match with something. And I'm bad about that because I don't care what I look like as far as my clothes unless I'm going somewhere fancy or something, which is rarely ever, if if any time at all. Uh, I'll wear basketball shoes or basketball shorts with my my cowboy boots and a cutoff t-shirt just about to anywhere. But uh, not everybody appreciates that, I guess. But <laughs> that's just who I am, you know. I don't really like to to be go outside my my comfort zone, I guess. I don't know. But um, he always matched, and I like to like my truck. My truck is green and orange. I mean, everybody gets on me about everything's got to be green and orange. Well, this is like my entire life. Like I, you know, like I was big into basketball, big into baseball, uh, had a lot of success in both. And there's nothing that I can devote my life more 
to than than harness racing. I mean, it's a seven day a week, all day kind of job, and people don't understand why I love it so much. But there, it just there's nothing that uh, satisfies me more than winning a horse race or or getting my horse to to race good or or whatever. You know, everybody has a bucket list, something that they want to accomplish in life. When you look ahead to your future and the continuance of your career, is there something that you want to do more than anything else? Uh, I mean, I'd really like to become, you know, a a top five driver in, in in the standings here, Scioto Downs, you know, Dayton, Miami. I like to stay here. Uh, I like Ohio. Uh, I like the racing in Ohio. I mean, I'll, I'll, of course, every every guy's dream that that races drives horses. They want to drive Grand Circuit and go out east and do this and that. And I I would love the opportunity to have a horse that would take me to places like that. Uh, much like you know uh, Tyler Smith, he got an opportunity to drive uh, Let's Drink on it. I think it was uh, in the jug. I mean, you you get an opportunity like that. I mean, your dreams are coming true overnight. You know what I'm saying? When only the best is good enough, horse owners look to Tizwiz Nutrition. Your horse is an individual with its own needs suitable for its lifestyle, whether it's racing or relaxing. For over 60 years, Tizwiz has strived for nutritional excellence, delivering products that make a difference. There is a nutritional reason for everything that is put into Tizwiz feed. Take your racing stable to another level with Tizwiz. See the complete line of Tizwiz feeds at tizwizfeeds.com. Tizwiz, feed the best, outperform the rest. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch is presented by TizWiz. Feed the best, outperform the rest. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.